lot. What's been up with you? Um, nothing exciting. I've been gardening a lot. Yes. I have been gardening my face off. Yes. I have been in the garden a lot uh -huh. as well. The garden bug has definitely bit. It's my favorite garden season. I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm like giddy happy. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's it's coming along very nicely. And um, the other day I made a grave mistake. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I watched a G David the Good video and got all inspired and ran out of the house with... <laughs> with a credit card. <laughs> with a credit card. <laughs> and as much cash as I could scrounge up. And uh, I went and bought some plants for my grocery row garden. That's you know. not a great mistake. No, it wasn't. I don't it feel was, like it is. I, I just kept reminding myself, it's generational. You it know? is. I'm I, building a legacy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I, I, I wasn't that bad. Um, hey. I had coupons and got good deals. There so. you go. There you go. Well, you know, we're living in an age where a lot of the, the YouTube videos coming across, like in the homesteader world, are about like prepping and don't be a food hoarder and you know, that kind of thing. Yes. And I mean, it just, it just comes up. They seem to go hand in hand. Yeah. And, um, so you're not being a food hoarder. No, you're growing food. I'm growing food. That's right. right. So that is totally justifiable. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving my garden time so much. Like I spent six hours one day over the weekend in my garden and it just was glorious. Yeah. It was the, the temperatures have been perfect in the mid eighties. Mm -hmm. It's warm and you know, like sweaty and all yeah. of that, but it's not muggy. Yeah. And, um, I, I've just loved it. Yeah. I've loved every minute of it. So. Yeah. I've been out there in the morning and breaking for the afternoon and I've been back out there in the evenings a lot and it's been so nice. Yeah. If you guys are local, we're kind of in a bit of a drought. So make yeah. sure that you're watering plenty, especially if you're direct sowing seeds. Those seeds, once they dry out, they're done. Yep. So uh, they won't sprout. Or if they start to sprout and they dry out, they'll just die. Yeah. So. I mean, really, I try to aim for twice a day. I don't know about you, but... Yeah, things like my carrot seeds. Um, yeah, the seed things, I go out there and make sure they stay damp. Yeah. Yeah. Morning and evening, I check them. Yeah. So out this morning. <laughs> I have uh, my first radishes are coming up and my sweet peas are up and my garlic is coming up and I'm just so happy with it. I just love it. I know. It's always so nice to see all the new stuff coming up in the garden. It's so hopeful mm -hmm. and promising and especially coming out of like that atrocious summer heat that we had. Yeah. Um, and I just had a bad gardening season this spring and summer. Everybody so. I know who gardens says the same thing. Man, it was rough. <laughs> it was so, rough. Um, I'm really happy that I got my garden amended mm -hmm. because I see a big difference in my plants that are in the ground now yeah. from my compost that I made. Yeah. Oh, I started another pile of yesterday. <laughs> I did. And it's totally different than the first pile that I started. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just kind of using what I have. So mm -hmm. um, this go round, um, I had a bunch of those, um, uh, the the stuff that I used in my garden for the ground cover off that tropical ornamental plant that oh, I yeah, had. Like big ruffly leaves. Yes. Yeah. I had a ton of those. Um, we had a big bonfire for Halloween. So I had a big bucket of wood ash. Nice. Um, I had a bunch of those brown paper bags from the protein cubes that I buy. Uh -huh. 
and I got a big wheelbarrow full of oak tree leaves that were already brown okay. and a big wheelbarrow full of chicken coop dirt. Nice. So I got it all layered in, watered all my layers uh -huh. and closed my freezer bin. I checked the temperature on it this morning and it's already at 120 degrees. Wow. I'm like, no way. That chicken manure is like... It's awesome. It'll start a pile. Yeah. So... That's so exciting. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is um, make sure it doesn't dry out and maybe just keep it at that high temperature for like four or five days and then start flipping it every day. What I like about the freezer is that it's insulated. Yeah. So like it holds its heat. In it does. As, as opposed to like a lot of people do those like Rubbermaid bins in the backyard and you can get the biggest bin you could buy, but it's not insulated. No. And you know, it, it, I guess it does the job. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody be extremely successful with it. Yeah. Um, you might get a handful of compost out of a big bulk of material, but that's what I like about the freezer idea. The freezer idea really works because, you know, not only does it hold the heat really well, it holds the pile together. Right. You know, you don't have chickens getting in there and spreading it all over the right, place. Right. And, you know, if you only fill up half your freezer, when you flip it, you just move everything over to the other side. It just stays nice and neat and yeah. contained and nice, easy to work with. So very cool. Um, hopefully in about 30 days or so, probably mm -hmm. less. Your last one I'll, was less. My last one was less. I think I started pulling on like day 25, uh -huh. taking it out of there. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll cool. have another load of compost. And so. we just did a walk through Jenny's garden, and it looks great. Everything looks great. Everything looks happy. Yep. And Everything it, looks happy. I just need more compost <laughs> and mulch. <laughs> yeah. My gosh, I need some mulch. I've got a lot of ground <laughs> to cover out there. So. Right. I mean... You know, the banana trees have been really good for mm -hmm. ground cover. I've been using those. And then that tropical plant that I have, mm -hmm. um, the papaya tree leaves are really good for ground cover. But I'm going to plant some ground cover this year. I was just thinking about that. Like, what is a good winter ground cover? So that um, book that I was just telling you about with, with the companion planting, it's yeah. called Plant Partners, by the way. Um I can't remember the author's name. It's a woman and somebody, I want to say, but I'm not 100%. But anyways, they have a whole section on growing ground cover. And for the purpose of amending soil, like that's the, they talk about other options and, and why you would want to do that. But this is for the purpose of building soil, fixing soil. They talk about um, like you could use uh, rye right before you plant. I can't remember. I was just reading it last night. But so there's there are certain things that you want to plant before you plant your crops to harvest. So there's all kinds of things to do in the cold, and then there's all kinds of things to do in the heat of summer. And so um, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do some red clover, I think, in winter. We're okay. gonna do some winter rye. Okay. Um, and a place that I found. I want to. I want to try to talk to them and see if maybe they could do a discount code for us. So okay. I don't want to put it out there yet, but I did find a place online that I'm going to order seed from and then talk to them about it and um, where they sell in bulk. Okay, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I had an idea on that too, so we'll okay. talk more about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and then yeah. in the summer next year, I've already decided because like this last summer, it nearly killed me being in the garden, and I told Eric that I'm not. I'm not growing anything next summer. 
I mean, except for like right. okra. Except for the things I can't live without. I mean, if tomatoes <laughs> volunteer, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But um, I'm just going to cover crop with um, legume type things yeah. and let them go. Yep. And, um, you know, mow them at the appropriate time and then just have that window of two to three months that I don't want to be out there and let the soil fix itself before I plant again at the end of the season. Yes. Getting into now, this is my favorite season. So that's that's my yeah. long-term vision, my next year plan. Yeah. But, you know, like I always say, plans schmans. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the cover crop idea for summer especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I did part of mine um, with, uh, what did I use? Black-eyed peas seeds. Like that, yeah. yeah, black-eyed peas. And really by the time we got to like week five or so, mm-hmm. I was ready to mow it. Mm-hmm. And then my mower broke. So I ended up, I know, I ended up just doing like a chop and drop on it. Yeah. But it worked fine. great. Yeah. It worked great. So. Which is exactly what the book says to do. Okay. So yeah, mow it if you can. Weed whacker, chop and drop, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. So mowers, that kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, well, I was going to say compost would lead us into that. It would. (laughs) Yeah, so today we're talking about um, essentials again. We talked about a little bit last week about essentials in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, Today we are talking about just homestead essentials, like outside homestead essentials. Yeah. And for me, a good push mower is one of my essentials because the garden in Florida gets insane. Yeah. And every single year I have to actually take my push mower into my garden. Do you? Yes. Around the edges where all that dog fennel comes up. That's how I cleared out that big section of my, my very back row where I'm building the grocery grocery row. row. Yeah. Yes. That was mowed back there. So, um, yeah, a push mower is just essential. It, it isn't for me, but similarly, we use a weed whacker. Yeah. So, yeah, we I, I can't get in there by hand. Once it gets to a certain height of grass and weeds, I won't go in there because I'm terrified snakes. of snakes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we have them. We, I actually let a little garter go this morning that was in my watermelon vines. I almost put my hand on them, you know, which is fine. <laughs> it's just a garter snake. I was like, okay, be gone, you know. Right. But we also have some pretty nasty venomous snakes and... I'm terrified of them. So. Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. Once it gets to a certain point, I'm like, eh, I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, honey, I need <laughs> you to get the weed whacker out. <laughs> and that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's definitely an essential um, for us. Yeah, I agree. You know, and then since we're talking about compost or just did, mm-hmm. yeah, compost is an essential. Compost is definitely an essential. It's essential. And now my mind is starting to shift on that a little bit. In the respect of making compost is essential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go out and buy it Mm -hmm. and spend money on bag after bag after bag after bag. Or you can walk around your yard and find stuff and find a broken freezer and compost it. (laughs) (laughs) You're ahead of me on that. But um, I'm super inspired and excited to get to work on that myself because um, we have purchased you know, by the bag, we've purchased in truckload by the pallet. Yeah, yeah. We've done, we've done all of that. And, you know, there was a place for that as we were building beds, but now the cost is up. Yeah. And I haven't found anything locally that 
the plants love. It, right. I, I mean, I just haven't. I'm still adding in right. potting soil around my seedlings when I put yeah. them in. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm... I'm on the train. I'm just like, it's not really moving yet. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really, I don't really feel like stuff that I've bought in the bag for compost mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. It, it just hasn't been great. Right. The plants don't seem to love it. Mm -mm. No. And we're still built, like, I don't have a lot of living activity. I have some great, like, mycelium yeah. fungal growth happening in mine. Um, I don't see many worms and that yet I yeah. in the oldest like the first established beds I've seen a couple of worms when I dig mm -hmm. down but not much to speak of um so compost and then on that same thought this isn't an essential for me now but it's gonna be it's a future project I want to do a little worm farm yeah that would for be my cool. garden for yeah that purpose if I can keep my children out of it because they're not children anymore and they love to fish <laughs> They have their own boat now, so like I know that they're going to be after my worms. They would for real. But you know, if I if I you know put them to task of helping me set that up, then hey, you can right. got a handful of worms. Right, y'all help out your mama. Worms. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, so I want to learn that a little better, but the compost is going to be first. Hey, could you use a freezer for a worm farm? You can. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have broken freezers all over the place. Ever. You know, and I thought about that too. Like, that's Eric's problem. It's like, no, it looks janky out here. You know, we, we like, we've, anyways, we've, we've, he's all about throwing stuff away and cleaning it up. Unless it's his. Right. Um, so, I think what I'll do is use, like, some pallet wood to cover them over, you know? Yeah. So, it looks like it's supposed to be there yeah. and not just a broken freezer in the garden. Yeah, that's a good idea. So... All thoughts. <laughs> no action yet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you need a list. I do. Which is another homestead essential. It is. A list. It is. Like, with all the things that go on, mm -hmm. if, if we don't have a list that we're working off of, mm -hmm. you just forget about stuff. Because there's so much to do, yeah. you know? Um, it's nice to have a list. You can just prioritize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you guys set, like, New Year's resolution-type goal lists? No, not really. We we don't either. I mean, I, don't, I guess I say we don't, but I don't call them resolutions. But I do, like, make a plan of these are the things that I would like to learn or I would like to add to our farm this year. And I kind of put them in order of priority and then doability. Yeah. And I know that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Right. It works. So, <laughs> it works. So, like, you know, some things I might not get to until five years down the road, but it's something that I know we want to do, and so we'll start learning about it maybe. We'll, yeah. take, we'll take some steps of action towards that. So that's the long list, and then I have weekly lists, and I have daily lists. I'm all about a list. Yeah. For me. It's essential. Mm -hmm. it, it really just helps everybody stay on track. Mm -hmm. Tori works really well off of a list. Does he? Yes. I work really well off a list. And it's so satisfying does, when you get to... he doesn't to... know it. Oh, okay. Like, he doesn't want a list, but he'll see my list mm -hmm. and start doing it. Okay. So. Isn't it fun when you get to cross stuff off? Yeah, but I'm the person who's like, oh, I did something else. I need to write it on my list so I can cross, cross it, it off. off. I do the same thing. <laughs> Look how important I was to you today, <laughs> family. That's so funny. I'm yeah. glad I'm not the only one who yeah, does no, that. Yeah, no, totally. Because, because I've been so busy, you know, I look at my list. I'm like, nothing's right, crossed off. Right. What have I done? I didn't cross anything off the list, but I can add something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, funny. A good working list. And that just works for any good, any home. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. Um, so we're talking kind of general things yeah. outside. Um, I would say good fences, gates, and locks. Yes. Good perimeter fences. Mm -hmm. That is a must. Yes. Gates are a must. Yes. Um, I like more gates because to me, I like options, you yeah. know, um, especially with the cows. Cause like we have gates between all of our fields and right. that's good. But then some fields have more than one gate and that gives me an out. So yes. like, Somebody can distract the cows over on this end of the field, and I can go in at this gate, and they see me coming. Mm -hmm. so they come running. I can go out the other gate kind of thing. Yeah. So that's not always necessary, but I like having the option. Having the option, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we do the same thing in ours with our back gate and our front gate. It's yeah. like, well, if I drive over to the back gate with some hay, they're all uh, going to come that way, you know, and yeah. then we can get in the front gate and do what we need to do. Right. Um, without everybody up in our business. Right, so, right, exactly. Um, fencing and gates are invaluable. Yes, yes, and locks. Yes. <laughs> locks I don't mean like to lock people out, but I mean um, like chains that close the gate sufficiently, yeah. like chain the gate. Yeah. You know, um, I have a couple of cows who can open gates. They, they try the gates and if they're not chained, they will be out. I mean, they're not going anywhere, but. Right. They just want to get to the grasses greener. Right. Like you I don't know. need them eating my ornamentals at the house either right so. or my mulberries <laughs> or something like that because that's what they do but um yep. yeah yep and so while we're talking about fencing for mm -hmm. us our portable electric fence mm -hmm. has been essential um it is so easy to work with it makes it easy to move the animals yeah even our cows like really respect that portable electric fence and it's like super short like hershey could probably oh, yeah. just step over right. it if she wanted to yeah but... they say cows are like the easiest thing to train to it mm -hmm. they don't forget it yep so yep so the portable electric fence um has been a game changer for us yeah and really just electric fence in general i guess has been a game changer um, you know, cause you can section off a paddock where you want it and it doesn't have to stay forever. You don't have to put up a permanent fence. Right. So yeah, that is nice for us. It works. That's cool. We don't use any electric fence right now. Um, we will, Yeah. <laughs> but we don't actually, the first thing I'm going to do is run some electric across the back of my garden to keep the cows out of my blackberries. Mm -hmm. So, um, that needs to happen. And that that's going to be like permanent electric wire. It's not going to be that portable tape. Right. So yeah. Like the steel mm -hmm. high tensile mm -hmm. wire insulators on the top of the post. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. And it'll take them one time. Yeah. <laughs> each. Really? And, and that's all it takes. Yeah. That's usually all it takes. They do respect it. Yeah. Even our bull. Our bull mm -hmm. is very respectful mm -hmm. of the electric fence. And I mean, we have two strands um, where the bull is kept and I probably could even bring it down to one and it would be fine. Yeah. A lot of people use one Yeah, once, once they're used to it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yep. I like it. Um, so while we're on the animal subject yeah. for me, I love feed scoops. Feed scoops. Yes. Like I cannot have enough feed scoops. I agree with that. You know, because yeah. it's just nice to have them sitting around. Like, you might not use them all the time, but... Well, I, I leave them 
I leave around. them around. So yeah. I need more, yeah. Yeah, you leave them around and, you know, then anytime you go out to your feed barrels, there's inevitably going to be a feed scoop there because we yeah. have 20 of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then anything we can use as a feed scoop. <laughs> right. I like... Um, so, like the dollar store, the everything's or the dollar twenty five store or whatever, they have those little plastic. It's like a plastic shovel almost, but it's a little scoop. It's like in their kitchenware, maybe for flour or mm-hmm. bulk grains or something. I don't know, but um, I like to use those, especially for like where I soak my chicken feed for the meat burrs. Yeah, um, you know, I can scoop that out of the bucket yeah. with that. That works well, and I use it for a couple things outside in the feed. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yep. And feed barrels. Feed barrels. You got to have dry storage for your feed. Right. You know, because... a lot of people around use old freezers for that. Yeah. That's that's another good old dead freezer option. Yeah. Boy, they're really useful, (laughs) aren't they? They should be on the collection. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to have a place to keep your feed dry. Yeah. Because, you know, if you have animals, you know, it's always going to be better to buy your feed in bulk. So you got to find a way to keep that feed dry and just keep the chickens out of it. Like, Mm. yeah, I could probably put my feed in my greenhouse. Or rats. And it would would stay dry, but the -hmm. chickens are going to peck at it or a rat might get in it or, you know. So the good barrels with the really good lids, Mm -hmm. essential. Yeah, I like them. They go in my feed shed, um, but they also, like, if you get a good one with a screw top lid, you use some of those. Yeah. Those are fine outside. Those are my favorite. That's what I have my swamp water in. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get one. I, we have a bunch of, we have a bunch of barrels that are, like, they're closed up. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lid that comes off. And so I actually asked Eric just this morning about it. I was like, hey, can we just cut the tops off of that and somehow figure out a way to secure them back on? Mm-hmm. He was like, can we just buy a new barrel? (laughs) (laughs) Right. The feed store has them like $15. Can you just buy one? Right. (laughs) I'm on a budget. So, yeah. Not that much. Yeah. Um, Opposite of feed, or maybe, I don't know, similarly to feed, um, water troughs. Yes. And floats. Float valves are essential. What about your chickens? Do you have them on floats? Uh, no. No, me neither. Mm-mm. And I used to, and it's better. <laughs> yeah. But the ones I'm tractoring, like, I, you, I don't have a way to run water through a tractor. So, like, I'm always going to have yeah. to bring that out. Yeah, no. I mean, I put water out for my meat chickens, but mm-hmm. my free-range chickens, mm-hmm. I don't put water out for them. They just find it. They just go find it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll go to the cow trough and drink out of it. Mm-hmm. Or, I mm-hmm. mean, they find water. So, right. I don't even worry about watering the free-range chickens. Mm-hmm. The meat chickens... That's just in a water container, you know, because like you said, they're tractored. you got to move it. Right. So. Right. But, I mean, as far as like. But the cows. The cows. Mm-hmm. The pigs. The pigs. Yeah. Float valve all the way. All the way. Amen yeah. to that. Which means you got to get irrigation somewhere in the vicinity, you know, mm-hmm. because hauling water, it takes so much time. Yeah, we've you, done that. You spill. Yeah, I mean, I was hauling water in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were making do, but dang, that takes a lot of time. You got to have a four-wheeler or a side-by-side something, to do yeah. it. You got to have something to do it. Right. Um, so if you don't have that, you're not really hauling water unless you're doing it in a truck. Right. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can do it without, but hauling water is ridiculous. Yeah, we the way our property is set up, our fields will go around our house, so our house is in okay. the middle, and we have been able to run water. I mean, some of it was already established when we got there. Some yeah. of it we've had to run, but we've been able to run water off of the house at yeah. least to, to get to every field so that every field has a trough, every field yes. keeps afloat, Yes. and um, I'm not hauling cow water. Yeah. No, I mean, for us, it was totally worth... Um, one time we rented um, just a trencher from Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how much it cost. It wasn't that much. Right. But we rented it just for the day. Right. wasn't even the whole day. You can get it done. Like in, half a day. Right. Yeah. Half a day rental. You know, dig your trench, mm-hmm. lay the water line, and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally worth it, for sure. Yeah. The second time we had to do that... Our neighbor came and did it with his tractor, so that nice. time was free. <laughs> that, was <laughs> so nice. that was nice. It's good to know people. Good neighbors with good tractors. That's amazing. That is amazing. Not essential, but amazing. <laughs> um. So we're still on air. Oh. Okay. Kind of okay. related to the float valve. Yeah. Hose repair kits. Yes. And I keep once a year. I buy a whole pack. Of those little O-ring gaskets yes. that you need at the sprayer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they go bad. I have two O-rings that are bad, that are bad right, right now. now. Yeah, I get a whole pack. Out of, when I find them, I buy a whole pack. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody knows mama has them somewhere, so they don't run off with them and leave them. Yeah. And about once a year. Yeah, I really feel like once a year you have to kind of go around mm-hmm. and you got to f- fix all of your hoses, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the thing about float valves. Mm-hmm. If you do it on a cheap hose, you're yeah. going to have pressure cracks in them or pressure holes in them and right. they'll be squirting off. And right. so the repair kit is necessary for sure. With yeah. The clamps and all the yeah. right little pieces. Yep. Which only lasts so long right. on the float valve. Right. You can't turn your pressure all the way up. Like, you only got to turn your valve just a hair. Some. If you have it all the way up, it's just too much. We use, um, like, it's like black rubber hose, like black tubing hose on our, we, we haven't had any trouble on our floats okay. at all. That knock on wood. Knock on wood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, hoses, like, we can't keep a water hose without holes in it. Forget oh, my goodness. It. I don't yes. know what the problem is. I think because we run them over. Yeah. I think every single hose we have has something wrong with it. And we've got a lot of hoses it's around so annoying. here. That's exactly how we are. <laughs> it's so annoying. But yes. So, this is related to hoses moving into the garden mm-hmm. um, because... I've got a combination of things in my garden. I've got in-ground rows. I've got some raised beds. Mm -hmm. But an essential for in-ground rows are little stakes at the end of each row as a hose guide. I need to do that. So you don't drag your hose across all your little seedlings that you've been babying for weeks. Yes. um, And you just end up demolishing them. So, yeah, little stakes at the end of each row. Uh Uh-huh. now I've seen where people do that, and then what I want to do is to like put the little piece of rebar in the end, and then put a piece of PVC, PVC on the outside over so it. it rolls the hose along. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Essential. Essential. Yeah. Essential. You I know, agree. It, it's the simple things like that <laughs> yeah. that like make it so much easier. Yeah. I mean, 
if you didn't have the hose guides at the end of all of my garden rows, it would just be ridiculous. Yeah, my watering is a little ridiculous right now without it. You and, know? and I've I've been asking for some extra pieces, please. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to do it myself and farm like a girl. <laughs> I am. So um, what are some other garden essentials? Garden things, so mulch. Mulch. Yeah, mulch for sure. Um we already talked about compost, seed starting stuff. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, I don't start seeds in straight compost. I've done a number of things, and I'm now I'm just like, you know what? I'm buying the seed starting mix. Yeah, for the most part. Um, that's not my favorite thing to do, but if I'm just starting a few things, that's what I'll do. Yeah. If I'm starting big, like a couple months ago, I did a big start. I'll get my favorite potting soil and some peat moss, and I'll mix it 50-50 with a little bit of blood meal and that works really well. Nice. So, um, but yeah. having pots or solo cups or something to start your seeds in. Yeah. You got to have something. Mm -hmm. I need to up my seed starting game, I guess, because, um, like at least two or three times now I got these really cool pepper seeds, um, from a, um, they're in central Florida. The name of their company is Seed the Stars, mm -hmm. and they do pretty much just all native Florida things. So they've got some really I cool Florida seeds. And so they've got a little Etsy shop that you can buy from, and they're on Instagram and whatnot. So I've bought a few seeds from them, and um, one of the seeds that they sell, it's called the Florida Wild Grove Pepper. Mm -hmm. And um, it used to grow wild you know, in the orange groves, okay. like down in South Florida. And I, you know, was reading all about it. I know I had never heard of it either. And I'm like, I need this need pepper. This. Yeah. I need this in my life. And so I bought some seeds. Is it hot? And um, I think that they're like the shishitos where okay. every now and again, you get one that has some spice to it, but okay. they're not all spicy. Um, so the Florida wild grove pepper. And so I think I've tried to start them at least two times, maybe even three times, and got zero germination. Hmm. But all the other seeds that I get from this company are amazing. They come right up. It's where I got my roselle from. Right. And my spinach that I was doing in the spring, I got them from the same girl. And Peppers can be difficult. So Yeah, they are difficult. So I messaged her and was like, hey. I'm having trouble with these seeds. I know it's not the seeds. Y'all have good germination. Like right. it's got to be something that I'm doing. And right. so she's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm, I plant them in chicken coop dirt. <laughs> and she's like, no, ma'am. Oh, <laughs> and so she gives me like their protocol on oh. how her boyfriend starts these seeds. And I'm like reading like his protocol for starting these seeds. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm totally doing it wrong. <laughs> Well, live and learn. Um, so do you use a heat mat ever? Sometimes, yeah. because okay, I usually do a heat mat with my peppers. Yeah. Um, so that might help, but that's funny. I do use chicken coop dirt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true, but yeah. it hasn't worked. So no, it, time, time it, to step it up. Time to step it up, yeah. I, I just responded. I was like, wow, y'all's method is really different from mine. <laughs> country girl in the backyard <laughs> with my chickens. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, seed starting stuff. That's essential. Yeah, that's one of my yep. things. Um, and I have my bucket of tools, which is yeah. like, it has stuff that I might hardly ever use. Right. And then it has... Broken um, tools? Yeah, broken tools. <laughs> it has stuff that I use all the time, like my spade. I, I do a lot with my hand spade. Mm -hmm. um, 
I keep a knife in there. I keep string in there. I keep all this. I don't usually have pockets, so it's nice to just have all of that. Yeah, your bucket of stuff. Bucket. As long as I don't leave the bucket in the garden, then it's all together. Yeah. And taken care of. So. Yeah. My essential garden tools would be a good pair of pruners, mm-hmm. um, a scuffle hoe, mm-hmm. essential. Mm-hmm. You can weed a garden way faster with a scuffle hoe as long as you stay on top of it. Right. If you let them get too rooted, you got to pull them by hand. Yeah. But like for little weeds, and I like it because it's small enough where you can get in between plants. Yeah. And yeah. So for me, that's essential mm-hmm. and my pitchfork. Pitchfork. Yep. Because I use it as a broad fork. I use it for everything. I use I mean, it, yeah. It's like, I use it as a rake. I, I do too. <laughs> yeah. I love my pitchfork. That's what I use to flip my compost. Yeah. Like, essential. Moving mulch, all kinds of stuff. Yep. Essential. Mm-hmm. Um, trellising material. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Solid trellising material. Like, yeah. for real trellising that won't fall over, like... I feel like when I first started, I would try to build like these trellises and they would only hold for so long before they're too janky and they fall over and... Plants are heavier than we give them credit for. Yeah. 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 So a good cattle panel Mm -hmm. trellis. It's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I pretty much use those for everything. Yeah. I mean, because they're sturdy. Once they're up, they're up. Mm -hmm. You know, they're worth the money. Mm -hmm. And I've got some that are cut to shorter size or you know we've got them cut and then make like teepees out of them Mm -hmm. for stuff to climb and some that are arches and some that are straight across so they're pretty versatile too yeah you can use them to build a pretty decent tomato cage if if you choose I prefer to just make a line a wall of cattle panel yes grow the line of tomatoes that works really well yeah I was too lazy with my tomatoes this year I went back to the old school tomato cage which oh. I haven't used in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're not tall enough. I don't ever have good luck with them. No, they're not tall enough. So what I like to do when my tomatoes get too close to the top of the tomato cage is you take a second tomato cage and mm-hmm. turn it upside down and then just zip tie the tops together. Zip ties. Yeah, zip ties. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even have that on my list. How did I forget the I zip know, tie? I didn't either, but those are in my bucket. So, yeah, they, yeah. I do have I've got zip ties in my, in my, my garden bucket. In my beach shed, yeah. And my milk barn. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. In my truck. They're everywhere. Yeah. Zip ties. Zip ties, duct tape, and uh, D-clamps or clips. I, I don't have any duct tape. No? Mm-mm. Oh, man, I use duct tape on all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I do. My feed scoop, I have two feed scoops that got chewed on by a dog, the handle. Got chewed on both of them in the same spot. And so there's a hole in the bottom of the handle. So when I scoop the feed, it falls through the through handle. Through the handle. It makes a mess. It attracts the rats and the bugs. So duct tape that baby up and mm-hmm. good to go. You duct taped a boot one time too. I did. <laughs> it actually came up in my memories this week. Yeah, I did. I Because I did not want to buy new boots. Well, yeah. that works then. It worked. It got me by for a little while longer. Um... <laughs> Other, like, weird little things like that. Actually, back to the animals. Um, I keep old towels, iodine, chlorhexidine, syringes, needles, meds, milking supplies. Yeah. Like, all of that stuff is essential um, for cows. And then minerals on the water topic. Minerals. Yes. Those would be an essential for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think in general, like... 
enough land and resources to keep the animals that you want to keep. Right. You know, like, I just think it's really smart not to overstock. I mean, we've been in a situation where we've had too many cows and it makes the feed bill ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to just kind of lighten the load and stock it almost correctly. Or too many pigs or... Right, right. You know, I mean, it's... We've been been in the exact situation. It's tough to manage like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can just be, you know, very disciplined... And not buy, not all buy the more cute cows. baby animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. On that same note, like we, those those mamas are having babies, and we can't keep all the babies, and mm-hmm. so we're having to make decisions on which ones we want to keep and mm-hmm. which ones we want to sell, and when to sell them. Like when, when is it appropriate them, right. for them? When is it appropriate for the mama? When is it right for our wallet? Like all of those things play a part in making yeah. those decisions. So yeah. Hmm. That goes with the list. The plan. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the plan list. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that isn't, I guess, absolutely necessary, it's not absolutely essential, but it sure does help, is butchering knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So whether you learn that through mentors and Mm -hmm. elders or books or YouTube practice it. Yes. Because the experience is where you're really going to learn it. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It It does does take a lot of practice. Yeah. Um, so like I said, not essential, but you know, it is really nice to be able to, you know, butcher a pig if you need to butcher the pig Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. chickens or yeah, we're not butchering a cow, but we hope to be able to. Yeah. Um, we're just not set up for it at the time, but I feel like we're not far from it. Um, Tori's convinced that we're going to do it one day. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it. I mean, we've done everything but a cow. Right. I you mean, know, we've done the sheep and mm-hmm. deer, of course, mm-hmm. and pigs mm-hmm. and chicken and multiple chickens. Right. So... I mean, I guess the cow's kind of in line next, but yeah. I mean, that's huge. It is. That's, well, that's the thing. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of our thought too on having the miniature cows. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit smaller, a little bit easier to manage. Right. Um. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll get there. A step at a time. That's right. But uh-huh. we don't really have the essential tools. Well, that's the thing. We're not there. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there. You know, wouldn't it be so nice to have like one of those sliding saws? Oh my gosh, yes. That would be cut your steaks. That would be amazing. No, we're not there. We have we have some nice equipment for butchering, but that's not it. Um, I do have one last essential for the animals, and that's a good vet. Yes. Oh my goodness. That yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. To do a house call, mm-hmm. do a do a well check to get established with a vet, yeah, just in case there's an emergency, right? Because if you're not established, there you're not going to be their priority when you do have an emergency. Um, if you're not willing to have them out just to say, "Hey, nice to meet you. This is my place. Take a look at what we have." Right. 
um, or something as simple as like a health certificate to sell an animal or take one across state lines or something like that, then... That's why we had the vet come out. Mm-hmm. So we kind of coupled it with, hey, nice to meet you, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Something as simple as that will go really far when you need them. Yes, because truth be told, you know, emergencies are not really emergencies. They happen. Right. We, we, you, I mean, it's going you, to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if you have animals, or not even with animals, just with life in general, mm-hmm. like... Just plan for it. Right. Have an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. You know, have a plan mm-hmm. because it's going to happen. Right. You just don't know when it's going to happen. So. Yeah. So have a good vet on call. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and a backup. <laughs> I don't have a backup. You're my backup. No, I'm not a vet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No. I mean, well, learn some skills. I mean, yeah. there are some skills that we have been able to collect over the years, and you know, the the more. We see needs come up that we're not able to have somebody's help with. We learn it. We do it. We practice it. And, um, you know, we're able to do some minor fixes with some stitches and yep. things like that. We can we can pull blood for some testing, health testing and pregnancy checks and that kind of right. thing. But, I mean, I'm not doing a C-section on a cow, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, if I have, if I have a traumatic something that a vet needs to do a c-section to to save one or the other hopefully both the calf and the mama then um i'm not doing it i'd like to have a vet do that yeah that would be wild yeah that would be crazy (laughs) we've actually prepped ourselves in the event that we have to shoot a mama and how long it takes to you have to to get that calf out it's like 30 seconds really yeah i mean we don't ever want to have to do that yeah but um if it happens, right. we need to be ready. You know, I mean, sometimes it's beneficial to play through those scenarios in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if? <laughs> what if? You know? Yeah. What if? That's important. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. And then having those meds on hand for when you need them. And so having a vet, having that vet nearby and who can sell you meds or call in a prescription to one of the vet prescription companies that they can send it to, you know, it's, it's just, it's nice to have those people. Mm-hmm. on hand yep on your team absolutely mm-hmm. essential essential yeah <laughs> yep so we talked about butchering yes and um that is a learned skill yes and if you have never done that and would like to do that we have a chicken butcher workshop coming up yes we do it is right around the corner yep uh november the 12th at 10 a.m at my farm the gramstead mm-hmm um, so yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of chickens to butcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe 75 yeah. or so, something like that. So, yep. um, it'll be a busy weekend. So mm-hmm. we're going to have some folks coming out to learn that skill. Um, cause that's an important skill to know. So it is. it is. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Okay. So we're done. It's a wrap. But Jenny said, wait, I forgot something. (laughs) So what's your something essential? Yes. Our absolute essential (laughs) is a husband to deal with our ridiculous projects that we want. Yeah. We said an understanding husband. Yes. With tools. (laughs) Yes. And know how. (laughs) Yes. So the husband, he's essential. Thanks, honey.